With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with The Good News. Hey, it is Angie Austin with The Good News. You know, for those of you who don't know the story of The Good News, for 20 years I did TV news and... When I left, I had another job offer at a great station in town where my husband worked at the time. And I said, you know, I want to do good news. I'm really tired of all the bad news. And you'd have, like, one good news story in the, in the show, and then they'd kill it. You know, they'd kill that story to make, you know, right. room for all if the bad bleeds, news. it bleeds, it leads. Yeah, and I just was, I don't know. I, I saw that um, the, the stories that went viral um, were the good news stories, and that people wanted to hear more of that. And one of the things that I wanted to do more of um, were stories around the community of good news stories, and we've got one on today, but first we'll introduce the good news team. Eric Raymer is here, radio host and PR guy. Hey, hey. Hello. An illusionist. Uh, uh, you know, on, uh, on a good day. Yeah, I you still want him to do this card trick someday. It's <laughs> Okay. Wow. You yeah. are really, and she keeps saying, no, it's, it's Angie, mind-blowing. do you want a card trick? You're I go, it's the radio. I don't know. I just don't. <laughs> no, card but trick. he can do Trust it me. in such a way that I, he explains. I believe it you. Works. Yeah, uh, it maybe, does work. Maybe yeah. um, the, for my birthday. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, maybe, great idea. Okay, that, then I can do look that. forward to, to, in two weeks, we can have a card trick on the radio. I'm sure people will tune in. Sounds good. Well, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, when you say it like that. Yeah, I know. Card trick. <laughs> how, how about uh, minor miracle? Okay, uh, <laughs> right, we'll call that. There'll be a minor minor miracle my birthday. Uh, I'll get older, and then Eric will also do a card trick. I'll make um, you look younger. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, also, here Rachel Maines, my friend of many years. She was my floor director when I was on TV, and she was my prayer partner. And then she went on to many other careers, started her own businesses, and she's doing uh, PR as well. She's doing my new website, and she's rebranding me. I hope I'm branded nicely. Yes, it's gonna. I'm so excited. I know yeah. you are. You're more excited so than I am. I know. She'll call this me all excited. She's like, what are your favorite colors? I'm like, um, yellow. <laughs> and she's like, come on, let's get excited about this. I'm like, all right, um, uh, uh, orange. Yeah, but she called <laughs> and you when you were sleeping. today it was so funny. So <laughs> she, she does. She calls me when I'm napping. I'm like, <laughs> I nap every day. I, I have know. three children who, and three sports Who emails at anybody in, in the middle of the morning, exactly. like 6 o'clock in the morning? No, I, 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 do that. I email at 3 in the morning. Yeah. I know. I don't text you that early, do you? You texted me this morning at that early. I did? Oh, sorry. I, get it I don't early. do that. This yeah. is like the normal business hours okay. that I try to reach out to Andy. Right, and then I'm, I'm napping. Exactly. Yeah. But we're yeah. going to have fun. I'm going to rebrand your entire website. Look at the way you light up when you talk I about know. it. I know. She it. loves it. Yeah, I yeah. love rebranding. So I, I, I actually had a couple of clients because I do um, a, uh, communications assistance, content creation. And so I'm actually rebranding myself. And I had a couple of clients tell me, you need to do this. And, and like, you know what? Your, your is site is nice, rachelmains.com. Well, Hello. thank you. Yeah, it's really nice, and uh, and I, I want one like that. It'll be and better. Really? Yep. Okay, great. I'm going to hold you to that because I'd like to be much better than you. And um, <laughs> just kidding. It's you're, a real friend. my friend of all these years. You're like my little sister. Yes. Uh, but anyway, so years in the media we had together, and she has her own radio show now, Corner Cafe. She's also a musician. She sings, and so she showcases other Christian musicians around the area. And I, on the good news, 
wanted to do in the beginning was my big thing was I'd have the rescue mission come on. I'd have all these successful testimonies. And we kind of became a round table yeah. because you guys have all really helped me keep this ministry or the show alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited today because we have Tamara Ryan here, and she is really what my show is all about. She's the CEO of Denver's Women's Bean Project. And if you don't know about it, stick around and listen because it is such a wonderful organization that is all about creating good news stories with women in our um, community with histories of whether it be a history of incarceration, ex-gang members, former addicts, um, maybe uh, women who have multiple felonies on their record, and then they get them employed. And really, it's a life-changing organization. So welcome to you, Tamara. Nice to be here. Thanks. So tell us um, what the project is, and the Good News team, I'm sure, will join in and be asking questions as well. Kind of give us an overview. At Women's Bean Project, we believe that all women have the power to transform their lives through employment. So we hire women who are chronically unemployed, who have a lot of the symptoms that you described. A typical woman we hire hasn't had a job longer than a year in her lifetime, though the average age is 39. So we hire them for a full-time job that lasts six to nine months. And during that time, we teach them how to work by making our products. But also, we teach them a whole set of life skills. So 30% of their paid time is spent learning things like financial literacy and uh, improving their reading and math skills, um, learning planning and organizing. They prepare a resume and a budget, and they get ready to go out into the community to full-time employment. And how do you find them or how do they find you? How do you how do you attract women who've not been able to hold down a job um, more than a year on average, um, who are the average age is 39? That's a lot of jobs. And that's um, probably in some cases a troubled background. It's a lot of jobs. It's also a lot of years potentially of incarceration and addiction and being in abusive relationships. This year is our 30th anniversary, and wow. so we, uh, uh, one of the ways, uh, probably the primary way we re- get referrals is women who have been in the program. And oh. I think that's sort of an indication of intergenerational poverty, right? Because we'll get a woman and her aunt and her cousin and her sister over time. And then we also have drug treatment programs and halfway houses, and the correction system will refer women. So a, a huge variety of ways we get referrals, and in fact, One of the things that keeps me up at night is the fact that we turn away four out of five qualified applicants. And that's really because sales create jobs for us. So we we go to work every day trying to increase sales of our products so that we can hire more women. All right. So as we get into this discussion, give us your website so we can give that a few times so people can go on and see the products. I've had the soups before, which are amazing. And, again, the women that uh, are working, uh, they're, they're creating these products, packaging them, et cetera. So give us the website. Sure. It's womensbeanproject.com. Well, that's easy enough, womensbeanproject.com. And you can go on and order products there. And as we're getting into the, you know, the holiday season, it's going to be a good time for people uh, to go on and order some gifts because you're helping others by shopping there, shopping with a purpose. And uh, so let's get more into um, you turn uh, four out of five away. And maybe even some of the stories, I want to know a couple of things, why you got involved with this 16 years ago, did you say? I did, yeah. 
and then I want to know um, some of your favorite success stories. You don't have to use names if you don't want to, but you know some of the success stories that you've seen go through the doors. Sure. My involvement began as a volunteer. Oh, wow. And I was working, I'm marketing and business development background, and I was working in the private sector, and I was looking for a way to get involved in the community. And so I started volunteering on the sales and marketing committee. And then after about six months, the position of CEO came open, and I thought I knew the perfect candidate for the job, and that was my girlfriend, Sarah. And mm -hmm. so I tried to talk her into <laughs> applying for the job. And according to her, I went on and on and on about what a great place it was until finally she said, if you think it's so great, why don't you apply? <laughs> and the light went on? <laughs> Had you even considered it before she said that? Not really. In fact, I was on initially on the selection committee for the new CEO. Oh, really? And then so they had I to bump you off that yeah, spot. I got Apparently, you're really good at marketing <laughs> and, and uh, business development. Uh, I I, uh, I had the opportunity, I believe, uh, to interview you many years ago on my radio show, and I'm just super excited to see that things are going well and that uh, you, you know we continue to carry uh, the the torch. I'm on your website right now, womensbeanproject.com. And by the way, whoever made this website, kudos to them. It's a it's a fantastic site. Thank you. Um, I will be purchasing the Thai curry ch cashews. And the uh, Greek yogurt-covered blueberries. They are delicious. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Those sound really and, good. And more than that, there's recipes, folks. I'm a foodie. Well, I'm and a soup nut. Right? So you can, I mean, the minute you say soup to me, like, I'm in. Well, whatever it's soup you're going to get, fall. it is a beautiful yeah. time for soup. Whatever you guys get, I'm going to compliment amazing. that with Carlene's Firehouse Number 10 Chili Lasagna. Hello. Well, I just love it, too, that there's pictures of the women that are, you know, making the products and that you learn about them mm -hmm. in the catalog that I'm looking at. So, okay, so you become CEO. dog treats, too. Oh, cookies. Oh, my goodness. Cookie gift sets. <laughs> okay, so with that, and I love the idea of shopping with a purpose and giving people a gift for Christmas or whatever it may be that um, helps others right here in our own community. Um, and so I'd love to hear some of the success stories. And I don't know if you heard um, us um, uh, but we were talking in the break about um, uh, her brother-in-law, who has a very successful business now, and he's come to my home to do business, and he was incarcerated. And then one of my very dear friends, who's like part of our family, who was incarcerated for quite a long time. I didn't know that till I was at Bible study with him, and he's this massive the Bible party. of a man. The Bible party, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, how do you guys know? Well, I was in, in the Huskow. I was in prison for however many years he was in. Did you say uh, Yeah, in the Huskow. <laughs> and so now he's, and then when my husband found out, like, what he'd been in for, like, he's in our home, he redid our garage, he's working in our basement. And I, I and know. This guy's I been in the clink? No, I told him he'd been in, like, the prison <laughs> a long time, because now he's a, a, a minister at Cherry Hills. Yeah, yeah. And that's his ministry. He w deals with, you know, men who've been incarcerated. Anyway, I just love um, uh, people who re, uh, just the transformation um, the resurrection of a new life mm -hmm. through, it, whether it be employment or faith or support, a hand up rather than hand out. So I'd love to hear some of your success stories. Well, I think what you're speaking to is what Women's Bean Project is all about. We are much more focused on a woman's future than her past. Come on. So everyone comes to the Bean Project for a reason. And the reason really is not as relevant as where she is going. Amen. Uh, but I will tell you that the first day when I meet the women, and I, we hire in groups about every eight weeks, and I go in on the first day and I meet them, and they come across as angry or defensive or hopeless. And then in a pretty short amount of time, if you think about it, six to nine months isn't that long. No. Right. They literally blossom into these beautiful women who are on a path toward not only 
employment, but then supporting their families, uh, you know, toward advancement in the next job that they have. I can't tell you how often I've met a woman who will tell me her story and say something like, when I was growing up, I didn't know anyone who worked. Wow. And so when I was 12, I started selling drugs because it was a way I could be closer to my parents. Mm -hmm. And then when that didn't work, when I was 16, I started using drugs. And by the time I was 18, I was a mom. And, you know, that's how the story goes so often. And then by the time I come to the Beam Project, often because they don't really have a lot of choices left, they're ready for to create a new life for themselves. And if we think about making significant change in our lives, nobody really likes to do it. It's scary, and you know, staying yeah. the same often feels much safer than making a big change. Comfortable. Change exactly. is not always comfortable. Exactly. Even when the life you have might not be that great, still changing can be really scary. Uh, Tamara, you have uh, you've written a book, The, the Third Law. Mm-hmm. Would you break that down for us real quick? Because I'm fascinated by the premise of the book. Well, the third law refers to Newton's third law of motion. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Physics. Yep, exactly. Come on, okay. It's a little bit of a nod to the fact that I have two science degrees. Uh, wow. <laughs> it must that be. That I don't ever use anymore. <laughs> Apparently well, you that's do. funny, yeah. But uh, what I wanted to talk about in my book was how the women work so hard to change their lives by doing often everything society asks of them, yeah. getting a job, staying clean and sober, you know, staying out of prison, and yet there's still so many things that pu- push back on that change. And that could be things like the system working against them, where their benefits get cut even though their job doesn't uh, provide enough for them to, to not need a subsidy for housing or for child care or for food stamps, but yet they get paid too much to uh, qualify for them. Or people in their families, you know, don't like the fact that they're changing and so they push back on it yes it's really the and you know when you change for the better people who are around you who are keeping you down Mm -hmm. they don't like to see you leaving them behind their shame and where they are yes and And so they sometimes want to keep you with them down there in the mud and you know in the shame because as you improve your life and get better and leave the drugs behind and move on to a better life it puts the spotlight on that they are still doing those things exactly and so there's oftentimes a lot of pressure to stay defeated. Mm -hmm. And I also found that it's not as simple as the label we as society put on people. Right. And often when I'm sitting across the table from a woman we serve, the only difference between us is the accident of birth. Mm -hmm. I happened to be born to a white middle class family in Colorado Springs where there was an expectation I would go to college. But that doesn't make me better. No. It just has given me an advantage and frankly I think a responsibility to tell the stories and to and to give back to our community in a way that lifts up our community. I think when we decide to make a community our home, we take on that responsibility. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I was um, reading, and we can talk more about the book as well, Eric, because I, I wanted to ask about that as well. Um, some of the stories that um, when they were kind of, I guess it kind of hooked me a little bit, and I think because I had a difficult background, uh, um, Rachel did as well, and we both lost brothers to murder, and we both had siblings who were drug addicts, and um, oddly enough, we both lost our parents this summer at the same time. Yeah, my mom mom and and her dad. Yeah, Yeah, that is interesting. We've always kind of had this, I don't know, a camaraderie in the difficulties of our past, and then going to see you, overcoming that, both getting in the news business. So we felt, you know, like family because we could relate to um, our our horrible backgrounds. I remember once going to... um, 
telling a therapist after my brother was murdered and my other one has been homeless on and off for years. And then I have a brother like me who graduated near the top of his class at West Point Military Academy, who's just an mm. absolute genius. But she, not that I'm a genius, but you know what I'm saying, like he excelled. So I um, said to her, wh why was I dealt a better hand than my siblings who have, you know, not fared uh, so well? And she said, you weren't dealt a better hand, you made better choices. But I feel some of these kids didn't have anyone, a role model in their family to aspire to be like. And I did have a father, even though he was an alcoholic and left the family, he uh, went to law school and he had his PhD. So I was like, whoa, education might get me out of here. And then I had the brother who never touched drugs and was, you know, excelling academically. And I was like, oh, I could be like him and escape this fate of low-income housing and this fate of drugs and, you know, sadness and just despair that I did not want my children to be brought up around. And when I read the email that, you know, you're one of the f um, first people that we brought in to talk about um, good news in the community in a long time. And what kind of sold me was not just you, Tamara, but um, what I read about Lisa, whose brother had sold her for drugs, left and never came back. And by her early teens, she was in a gang selling drugs, hurting and robbing people, doing whatever it took to get high and stay high. I was like, well, I think the Lisas of the world are the ones that society, we owe them a chance to have hope. And the Bean Project is giving the Lisas of the world hope because her family didn't give that to her. And I think when you talk about choices, I think that sometimes starts from the assumption that we all have the same choices. And uh, often the women we serve have made maybe the best choice with a set of bad choices. Right. They were so there. Yeah. there were no good ones, and she maybe just chose the one that was most expedient or you know made the most sense at that moment. Yeah. And so we in general can't assume that it, we all have the same choices. Timur, what, what do you need? H how can we help? The number one way that the community can help is buying our product. And I know we talked about the soup, which was our first product, but I today we it. have about 50 different individual food products. And I love the dog treats. Sorry to interrupt you. No, they're I'm going to get some for Taz. Yes, the, the dog treats are awesome. And they're uh, made by another social enterprise in, um, in California. Oh, we wow. buy them from him and from them and we distribute them but we have baking mixes and you know a pretty Bookie wide variety, brand and new line of snacks that was what oh, you were mentioning earlier right yeah it's womensbeanproject.com and uh, it's kind of cool because if you do spend more than a hundred dollars you can get 20 percent off and the catalog code is catalog 2019 and so if you spend a hundred dollars then you'll get 20 percent off so it'll cost you 80 and then you get a lot of presents because I think um, for a Christmas present for like a neighbor or a teacher, Come on like now. the cookie mixes or the soup mixes, which are very reasonable, by the way. I mean, to get a really good bean soup mix for five ninety five, so you're helping one of the leases in our community. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I love what you're doing. I would love to invite you back, Tamara, to bring some of the women that you work with. And, you know, whether they want to, you know, tell their stories or not, just to talk about how the Bean Project, some of your success stories, because there's a lot in the catalog that I'm looking at. Yeah. Well, that's the great thing. Seventy percent of the women finish the program. 
and they all go on to jobs in the community. Yeah, how do they get jobs in the community? Well, you we teach, teach them, them how to do that. We teach them how to search for jobs. We also, as they're nearing the end of their program tenure, they do this assessment called Career Scope, which is really cool because it combines aptitude and interest, wow. and then it spits out a list of mm -hmm. jobs. I love it because it's all these kinds of jobs I've never even heard of. I love It'd be that. the perfect fit for, yeah. for the women going through. Yeah. And it's about possibility, which I also really appreciate. Yes, I love that. And Rachel, she said to me the other day, like, you want to have passion for what God's called you mm -hmm. to do, and you should feel an excitement exactly. about doing it. And I how neat that. that they get, you know, a list of things that might excite them to do after they're done with the Bean Project. Yeah. Again, it's womensbeanproject.com, womensbeanproject.com, all kinds of products, and that's the best way that you can help. And I'd love to see what you guys do. We should go down there sometime. Uh, without and check question, it out. I would do a field trip. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. A field trip. I you love betcha. that. A good <laughs> trip. Field trip. Yes. <laughs> love it. Sign me up. All right. Again, womensbeanproject.com. Tamara, thank you so thank much you. for coming in and the work you're doing in our community. We really appreciate it. You're part of the good news of Denver. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. We'll be right back with more good news. Good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hey, Angie Austin here with the good news. And the good news is I have one of the ARC ambassadors here with me, Christopher Petty. Hi, my name is uh, Chris. I have worked at the ARC for four or five years. Shopping with the purpose means giving back and it really helps people like me. I like working at ARC because it's the people and it's the employees and you, can, you don't have to try to impress anyone. Just be yourself and just come in and just do your best and just be yourself. And I love him. I do too. <laughs> Keep going. And uh, I just, I do my best. You know, I go in there and I give it my best and I have a good time. And you're proud of the work you do? I'm proud of the work I do. Give it back. The heart of ARC is so wonderful. It's important to shop at ARC because you know, it is shopping with a purpose. I say that a lot. And when you donate things, it goes back to help our community and people just like Chris, who has a wonderful job with ARC as an ambassador. 303-238-JANE, 303-238-JANE, or arcthrift.org, arcthrift.org. Hey, I'm Chris. I love working at ARC. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com AngieAustinRadio.com Just click on Contact Me. I will would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on Contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Hi, friend. It's Angie. You know, to keep the good news on the air, we need people who support us, who support the show, and who enjoy, you know, good news. And so from time to time, we run sponsored or paid interviews. And we sure do appreciate it when you support the people who support us here on the good news. You'll hear wonderful sponsors from time to time and paid interviews as well. And I'd like to play one of those paid interviews for you right now. 
And again, thank you for supporting those who support us here on The Good News. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Mike and Angie Show. Mike here. Gosh, I don't know about you, but we had a wild storm rip through the uh, Northeast yesterday. We had heavy rain, got about an inch of rain, and then last night the wind started. So much wind, my wife was saying, is it still raining? No, that's not rain, honey. That's wind. And uh, when I went out to uh, head over to the studio this morning, the roads were absolutely covered with tree limbs and leaves. And I'm just happy the power stayed on. Because, you know, when when you live in the woods like we do, the trees can come down and take out the power pretty easily. Yeah, we don't have the power lines buried underground. We got them above ground, which I wish somebody would have thought about that. Would have been a lot easier. Anyway. Uh, got a couple of special guests joining us today to help us out in uh, talking about uh, a really important part of after-school life. After-school programs are something I think is really overlooked, something we need to put a little more attention on because kids get in trouble after school. With double uh, two, two working parents in most homes, you have kids that are uh, out and around and without activities, they can get into trouble. So we're going to talk about that and focus on some of the uh, events around the 20th Annual National Rally for After School Programs. That's happening next week, so we're trying to get the word out ahead of time. Joining us, Jody Grant, the Executive Director of After School Alliance, and Barry Ford, the President of uh, Council for a Strong America Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. We're excited to have you here. Now, Jody, uh, you and Barry, and I'm going to go soft on Barry because he's distracted by the Yankees and the playoffs and all that stuff. So I have to to soft pedal, and we'll bring him in in just a little bit. So, Jody, you have to talk to me about uh, the new report that came out talking about Lights On After School and the big results of this report. We are celebrating Lights On After School. All across the nation, more than 8,000 after-school programs are going to be showing off what they do best, which is keeping our kids safe, being a lifeline for working families, and really boosting our communities. So we are so excited to showcase today's after-school programs and all the incredible things they're doing with our kids, from science experiments to sports to mentors. But another really important fact is that kids are learning all the time. And when they are out of school, um, and if they're not doing something productive, it is a prime time for juvenile crime. And what this report showcases is that all across America, those hours when kids are not in school are a very dangerous time if they don't have something productive to do. Yeah, it's a real important time, and it's it should be looked at as an opportunity by all of us who want a better nation, a better group of kids out there, to look at giving these kids a chance to have a better future by giving them activities, not just sports, but like you said, actual science projects. The benefits of after-school programs among all students all across the country is just is it's so vital and can't be understated enough. Barry, am I missing anything here? No, not at all. I mean, and, and let me just say this: um, the report that our Fight Crime Investing Kids Group, which is, I want to be clear, it's a it's an organization that's comprised of over five thousand police chiefs, sheriffs, 
um, and prosecutors throughout the country. Let me give you a, cu- a couple of key stats about the support. Okay. What we learned is that between two and six throughout the country is the prime time for juvenile crime. It's also the prime time for victimization. So, so it's an opportunity and, frankly, a risk of young people to be taken advantage of during this time. The good news about the report, and there is good news in it, is that since 2000, the incidence of juvenile arrests have dropped by 70%. And I believe, and our law enforcement leaders believe, that that is in no small part due to the access and the availability of quality after-school programs throughout the country. Of course, it's not the only reason. There are lots of factors that led to that drop in juvenile arrests. But every single one of our members would say a high-quality after-school program in their community played a key role in making that happen. And we will have on our website reports from all 50 states and the District of Columbia uh, around how um, these kind of partnerships uh, keep kids safe and keep communities safe. I want to make sure people have the website. Visit uh, afterschoolalliance.org, afterschoolalliance.org. Are there enough after-school programs to meet the demand right now? How would Judy take that? Yeah, the, the answer is no. So for um, today, when that school bell rings, about 10.2 million kids are going to go to their after-school programs and get all of the benefits that are possible. But for every child that's in an after-school program, the parents of two more would like those programs, and they're just not available or not affordable. So we absolutely need to be doing more, because if we don't, we're going to pay for it. We're going to pay for it in crime. We're going to pay for it in our students not being able to take on the jobs that we need in this economy. And uh, we need to look to our federal government to do more, our state governments to do more, our local communities. When parents can pay, they absolutely do. But we need to make sure that for the kids whose parents can't afford these programs, they still have access to them. So how do I participate? So if you want to go celebrate after school, go to our website, www.afterschoolalliance.org, and you can learn about programs that are celebrating in your community state by state. I would also urge you to, um, to reach out to all of your leaders. Let them know that after school matters that it works, and that they should support policies and investments in high-quality after-school programs. We like that. If you want to access the report or state-level data, go to uh, www.strongnation.org slash fightcrime, and all the data on the report and on state-specific information is there. Strongnation.org slash fightcrime and afterschoolalliance.org, two places you can go to learn about what's really going on and how we're trying to channel the energy and the intellects of these kids and help them get a better, better start in their future adult life. Uh, uh, Jody Grant and Barry Ford, thank you so much for this this vital segment. And uh, Barry, I hope your Yankees will prevail. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you. Really important stuff. Really important stuff. After school programs, I will tell you that uh, but for things like uh, after school sports, piano lessons, my buddies and I growing up could have gotten in a lot more trouble. Not that we were troublemakers or thugs at all, but just really important stuff. So I'm glad that program is getting a spotlight. Okay, other things in the spotlight today, stuff you need to know about. 
Uh, I love looking back on history. And this day in history, a lot of stuff happened. In 1931, Al Capone was convicted of tax evasion. They couldn't get him for being a gangster. They could only get him for tax evasion and sentenced to 11 years in prison where he ultimately died because he was not a healthy man. 1933, we got one of the greatest breaks in the world. One of the most amazing things happened in 1933 when Albert Einstein said, I can't live here in this anti-Semitic, anti-reality world of Nazi Germany, so I'm getting out of here, and I'm going to the United States of America. Albert Einstein left Germany in 1933 on this date to come to America and settle in Princeton, New Jersey. And thank God he did, because had the Nazis, had Hitler and the Nazis developed the atomic bomb, can you imagine what, well, it's unthinkable what that monster would have done. So these lessons of history are important, and that's why we look at them each and every day. Uh, oh, also on the state, Mother Teresa awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. She deserved it, unlike that Obama guy who got the Nobel Peace Prize for doing what? I, I still don't know. I don't think I will ever know what he did to deserve that. All right, I'm taking a break. We try to help on this show. We try to be the people who offer you information that gets you through your day, but advice that makes that day better. And one of the things that we deal with all the time is uh, the situation with all of our health. And the big topic in a lot of the stories around politics this year is the cost of medication, the price of medications. And so we've enlisted uh, in this sponsored interview, Tony Izzo who is from Eli Lilly Company, the VP at Eli Lilly, to talk about uh, lower-priced insulin, which is really a big deal. Tony, I'm so glad you're here. Hey, you know, thank, we, thank you for having me. Uh, this is an important topic and one in which we definitely want to stay engaged. Yeah, I, I was staggered by the numbers. When you look at the numbers, you sent me like a stat sheet that said, do you realize that two in five Medicare patients with diabetes, which is, you know, 40%, reach their Part D coverage gap and they're responsible for the full cost of those drugs, that can be a shock to the wallet, no doubt. Oh, without a doubt. I think this, this is one of the challenges and part of the reason why we introduced our insulin LysPro, which is a version of Humalog U100. Uh, that's a potential solution for those to help them lower their out-of-pocket costs. It's 50% less lower list price, lower list price than Humalog U100. So when those folks who are in Medicare Part D plans reach that coverage gap phase, they do have another option. Uh, and unfortunately, many of them do reach that phase. And so this lower cost, this obviously is going to benefit people with diabetes by lowering their overall cost. When they're signing up for Medicare Part D, is this one of their options, this uh, list pro injection? They should definitely do a little bit of homework and, and make sure that the plan that they're choosing, many of them are choosing right now, I think this week is the official kickoff for selecting your Medicare plans. They should understand their plan, understand the coverage for Humalog or Insulin Lyspro because it may be available, and they want to make sure that they've got the right selection options there. If they're not sure, we actually have a website, insulinaffordability.com, 
again, I'll repeat that, insulinaffordability.com. And people who are taking any insulins can go there to better understand what is it they need to look for in the plans before they select. So all you have to do, or one of the things you should do, is go to insulinaffordability.com, and you can see before you make your decision, because, yes, you're correct, this week, Medicare enrollment reopened and people have to look at their plans and adjust and make make decisions based on what's right for them. So let's talk about that. What do people with diabetes and pharmacists and doctors need to know about Lispro? The one thing to also remember is that uh, there are 30 million people in America who have diabetes. Six million of them take insulin. Uh, so we're, we're talking about the folks who actually use insulin to treat their diabetes. And what they need to do is they're, if they're taking a mealtime insulin, their physician first needs to prescribe Humalog uh, as their insulin of choice. And assuming it's available on their plan, that person should go to their pharmacist and ask their pharmacist if this is the lowest cost option for them. Know that 95% of patients actually, when they show up to the pharmacist, pay less than $95 for their Humalin prescription. So for many people, their plan is still going to be the best choice for the lowest cost. If for some reason that is not the case, the pharmacy can make pharmacists can make them aware and give them the option of insulin Lyspro at 50% less cost on the list price. If they're taking other Lilly insulins, they can call us at Lilly Diabetes Solutions Center. The number there is 833-808-1234. And we have a number of different options as well, which could help them either at the pharmacy or if they're uninsured, we have different options that we can provide for them also. Tony, you went too quickly with that number. Let me make sure I got it right. Uh, 833-808-1234. You have it exactly right. That's the uh, Lilly Diabetes Solution Center. Diabetes is a real thing. It affects people everywhere in our lives. You may not know it but you probably work or hang out with or play golf with somebody who's dealing with diabetes. And the challenge, not only to their health, but to their wallet is real. And that's why we're trying to help out with pointing you towards the insulinaffordability.com website, which can give you some information on decisions you need to make about the insulin that you're taking if you are dealing with diabetes. Tony, we appreciate you and the help you're giving people so much. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Hi, this is producer Nicole here. I thought with just a couple short minutes left, we would take a minute and enjoy a classic clip of good news. Straight from the cutting room floor. Enjoy. How do kids behave when no grown-ups are around? Danette Mabes of South Brunswick, New Jersey says, you never really know. Because you're not watching him at that moment and at that time. She had always just assumed her son was good. Right. Until recently, when 13-year-old Gavin Mabes got caught on tape showing his true character. Oh my God. Gavin and some middle school friends had just arrived at a skate park. The park was empty, except for little Carter Brunel, who was here with his mother celebrating his fifth birthday. (laughs) Carter is autistic. Big groups of older kids can make him nervous, so his mom, Kristen, was fully prepared to get him out of there. She just wasn't prepared for what happened next. I don't know. They've really just shocked me. It was unlike any experience I think I've ever had. 
You know how middle school kids sometimes operate like they're in a pack? Well, that's pretty much what happened here. Gavin led the way and the others followed. The only surprise was that Gavin didn't start trouble. He started a friendship. This kid's already better than me. Gavin's just going around with him and making him feel special. And the rest of his friends kind of followed suit and then started singing happy birthday to him. Happy birthday! That really blew me away. Because you just want to see the kindness in the world. And I wanted Carter to have a good birthday. It was such a great birthday yes. and such a kind deed. Even the local police department responded. And we're going to throw you guys a pizza party next week over at school. But here's the best part. Since their first meeting, Gavin and the middle schoolers have continued to go out of their way to play with Carter. He was just so happy and he made us all happy. So fun to be around. Yeah. He's rad. <laughs> and as for the moms, awesome. for them, this was a moment of parenting utopia, where the only thing better than seeing your kid treated kindly is knowing that your kid is treating others kindly, even when you're not watching. That was so cool. I was just so proud of him. You want to race? He's good. You did it right. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, it's Angie. Hey, do you have a lot of things around your house you want to get rid of? My husband wants me to get rid of anything and everything that is in his way. 303-238-JANE. I love ARC. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps, and everything you donate helps. 303-238-JANE. They bring a truck right to my house. I actually have them come every month or two and it is so helpful to get that place cleaned out because you know what my husband's a lot nicer to me when I donate things and who better to donate to than ARC 303-238-JANE and arcthrift.org for a location near you if you just want to drop a few things off and do a little shopping arcthrift.org shopping with a purpose I love ARC there is so much fun stuff to do at the YMCA of the Rockies, you're never going to want to leave. Come fill your days and nights with our exciting programs and entertaining activities. At YMCA Snow Mountain Ranch, this fall you can join our Intro to Outdoor Skills Weekends. You can learn how to properly pack your backpack, learn orienteering skills, hone your rock climbing skills, and so much more. YMCA has made Snow Mountain Ranch the place where the entire family can adventure together. YMCA Snow Mountain Ranch is the ideal family vacation, located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to YMCARockies.org for fun, exciting, and affordable family adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Book your stay at YMCARockies.org today. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to The Good News. This is producer Dave. I'm sitting with two very wonderful, lovely, amazing, beautiful women today. And I get to, I love that I get to highlight these really amazing people in this awesome organization that they represent because it's something that really has helped a lot of people. It's something that we really encourage here at The Good News because, you know, it's like, uh, you know, 40 years ago, if, if you were Miss Senior America age, then everyone expected you to have the little tiny glasses on the top of your <laughs> nose while you're, while you're knitting in your rocking chair. But really, that's not how it is today, and that's not how, th that's not how either Michelle or Gail are. And so we're, I'm really happy to have you guys here. Thank uh, you. Representing 
representing your organization, but then also uh, being eye candy for me. So this is really <laughs> great. Thank you for being here. Hi, how are you doing today? We're doing we great. We are great. And I do have to say, I do knit. And for those <laughs> knitters out there, <laughs> we don't want to give a negative response <laughs> no, here. Wrong, but yes, wrong th but there's more to life, too. Yes, so well, good. Well, I do not knit, nor do I cook. <laughs> yeah, true, but she has a great restaurant. Oh, right, fabulous. Right. Yes. yes. So we want to talk a little bit about Miss Senior America. We know you have a couple things coming up. You have the Queen's Tea coming up on the 29th. Um, that's not very long. No, that's here in it's Colorado, and that is going to help support our new reigning uh, Miss Senior Colorado, Colorado. Mm -hmm. Lori Adams, and that will help her get to the national, and that is September 29th. You can go to the uh, Colorado Miss Senior Colorado website, and for more information, the tickets are $25, and all of the proceeds. We are a nonprofit organization here, both in Colorado and the national organization, mm -hmm. Miss Senior America, as well. Well, that's awesome, and uh, so, and uh, I think that's really great. That's a really good way for people to support the organization, Miss Senior America, Miss Senior Colorado. But one thing that this has afforded you, I know, Gail, you were kind of telling us some stories. This is taking you all over the country. You have a lot of really great friends, and then plus you have a really special upcoming event that uh, that you're going to be doing. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I will. Um, well, first of all, I was crowned uh, Miss Senior America last October 2018, so my reign is almost to an end. I have a few, a couple of months left. Um, in my reign, I have done some marvelous things. I have gone to 17 coronations in different states and witnessed some amazing things. The crown is one thing, but the sisterhood is the most important thing. I don't know. I never was in a pageant before the age of 60. I've only been in two, Miss Senior Colorado and then Miss Senior America. Um, but I, uh, pageants, I think, are have a bad name in the sense that it's girl against girl and competition and girl, that kind of uh experience and that is not my experience nor was it Michelle's when she was the reigning Miss Senior America in 2004. And I also directed the pageant for a few years nationally and it was such a joy to see that the women over 60 came with different purpose. We all had seen difficulties and, and certainly hard things in our life, and so we know the, what the priorities of our life are. And uh, it was just a joy to see that people, and it was a sisterhood of the women, as Gail has so well said. Yeah, it really is. It's amazing when people, when the women would get up and do their evening gown or their talent in particular, you didn't have women looking at each other going, oh, she's prettier than I or she's mm -hmm. taller than I or skinnier or more talent. What you had is a group of women who were clapping and supporting, supporting. the women that exactly. they were actually considered to be in competition with. Right. And it really wasn't a competition. It was. It is about the sisterhood. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of Miss Senior America. We've seen that um, year after year after year and my reign was in 2004 and the gals that were even ahead of me Joyce Clotis and Dorcas Preston um, who were just phenomenal the bar was set high in caring and um, really again the word support is is the whole competition yeah, that's the key here. word here. that's mm -hmm. really awesome and I, I think it kind of turns the whole idea of pageant and Correct. what you think of as a pageant on its ear yeah <coughs> right now exactly. we, we only have a, another minute or so but I want you to tell me you you've been invited to the white 
White House. Yes. I think that's very exciting. Tell us a little bit about that. It is so exciting. Never in my wildest dreams would I ever uh, believe that I would be invited to the White House, but it looks like before the national pageant in October that I and my husband, Ed Novak, are going to the White House, and it looks like Michelle and her husband (laughs) and the reigning Miss Senior South Dakota, Judy Huff, and her partner are going also. So We're just thrilled. We we are are thrilled to be invited. That's a really amazing, uh, that's a huge stage to be able to share this, you know, the message of the organization and to to be out there and really get the word out and kind of share that Miss Senior America is not... You know, it's not just uh, old ladies being weird. It's actually beautiful. Oh, we're pretty women. weird too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and but I, it's, uh, I <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's beautiful women out there, kind of uh, uh, taking uh, taking society by storm and really showing them what what you can do and 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 all of your talents. And then plus, I mean, on the national stage like that at the White House, I think that's really impressive. And I just want to emphasize how God can use us in so many ways. That um, seeing where He has directed us with this crown and this banner, He has put us in places that we couldn't have been that it's his idea for us to be there well Amen. that's so awesome and thank you for sharing your organization thank you thank for being you. here today i really appreciate it it was a treat thanks thank david thanks for listening to the good news with angie austin find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com the preceding program is sponsored by the good news with angie austin with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.